This is Idiot Mystic, and I'm with David Pantano. Hi, Dave. Hi, hi there. Good we we only talked for a few seconds before this, so I've I've gotten better at not starting the podcast with uh this is Idiot Mystic. Now I just say this is Idiot Mystic. So I did it again today. And I feel like that's I've transformed a little bit. And that's why, well, you could be here for many reasons, but one of the things we're going to talk about today is the is hermetic alchemy and the stages of the process. So, yes, that's right. The, the art of transformation. So that's a very good lead. And, and we refer to actually alchemical hermeticism because um, alchemy in itself is is one of the um, arts within uh, hermeticism. So rather than hermetic alchemy, all how all alchemy in according to the definition is hermetic. Okay. But not all hermeticism is alchemy. There are okay. Another, but it's just a point of technicality. No, no, no. That's that's really good. It's like uh, I think that's re I never looked at it that way. I just never considered what would be how it would be categorized, but that would even help someone who's starting out on the path know where to go exactly because like there are subsets and intersections but everything isn't hermetic and hermeticism might be everything i don't know I'll... yeah if you want to if you want to dive right into the definition of hermeticism and what it means in the tradition it, it's sort of what you've just indicated either that Hermeticism is a, is a group of, of teachings and practices that's associated with um, an Egyptian prophet. Some call, refer even back to an antediluvian time called uh, Hermes, or, or the three times great, Trismegistus. Uh, and um, Hermes is actually the Greek attribute to Thos, which was a, a god uh, uh, scholar, mystic uh back in uh, i guess re before uh before the annals of time were, were recorded and this group of teachings included aspects of of transformation uh and mysticism so such as alchemy and astrology magic divination uh etc so uh yes you're right alchemy is a subset of hermeticism so that's why we call it alchemy alchemical or alchemic hermeticism as to reference the the art that specifically is we're associated with so there's now this is the i guess i keep i think like myself so when i'm listening to you talk i'm excited and i'm familiar not familiar with the subjects in a way of like knowing about them but i'm it's something i'm interested in but I guess when we talk about stuff like we started talking about this and it sounded, let's say, traditionally academic. And then we brought up Egyptian gods, perhaps, or deities or concepts that some people and like, I don't know what to call them, but there's a, like a subset of academia that doesn't deal with this stuff seriously. And when I say seriously, I mean, take takes it into consideration do you um, yeah, I would challenge that. that. Actually, academia has way too much influence over hermeticism. 
the the last really um, authoritative uh, translation in English language was from the Cambridge University Press on the Corpus Hermeticum on, on the on the fifteen books and also on the Apocrypha. So the the other uh, teachings um, uh, that were associated with Hermes as well. And uh, I mean, gods and, and scholars and mystics, those are all attributes that uh, were referenced to Thoth or Hermes back in a time when um, the, the meanings behind it were different than what we associated with it. So I wouldn't get too hung up uh, on where to categorize Hermes or, or Thoth in and, in and of themselves, whether it's a deity or whether it's a special human, we're focused more on the teachings and on the practices and the 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 actual veracity in terms of whether a Thos or Hermes actually existed in whatever form that one wants to refer to. For me, it's a secondary consideration, more for academics. But for my understanding, my focus is more on the doctrine, on the theorems, and on the practices, and and how they can elicit results that um, are, are useful for the inquirer, for the seeker. So before we get into the process, since you, it's really interesting to me because I feel like a lot of the let's say if you were teaching a. a some way to get physically healthier, like some workout modality or something. And some people didn't know your credentials or like, what has this guy done before? And then they don't want to try the modality because they're apprehensive of it. So I I wonder, since you said it is a kind of a secondary consideration, if uh, Thoth or uh, Hermes existed at all, what would you say to people who feel a lot of resistance to even approach this because they're like this is like these are fairy tales or this is like uh not fairy tales but this is prose and it may be emotional and have value but they don't un they're like not even able to read a page because there's some kind of maybe it's programming maybe i don't know what it is but i've yeah um i mean i wouldn't have a problem if someone is resistant to delving into these teachings and are skeptical of it of course results. um that's no issues with me the if they're you know a lot of them are proponents of of empirical or western-based um um medicine and if you look at what the symbol is of that it's the caduceus the symbol of, of hermes so there is a connection but um i mean skepticism is in terms of, like you mentioned, with this all fairy tales, is this just, um, you know, a bunch of, of storytelling and legends? Then I have no no issue if someone's starting from that viewpoint. Whether they want to pursue it is up to them. So there's no conversion. There's no um, take it for for a grain of salt or for faith based healing or or faith based knowledge at all. It's very much an internal practice. And that provide the, this, these teachers provide you with some principles and some theorems and doctrines to try and see whether you get results from it or not. So let's. So I look I, at and and further to that, Hyder, I look at Hermeticism more as an art than as a science. So when I when I say that, in the sense that everyone can go um, take courses on on how to paint, but not everyone's going to be. Picasso or 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 Da Vinci, 
So there's very much an art artistic component to it in terms of the the skills, the ability to to go to 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 elicit that level of change of transformation that one seeks. And that's that's part and parcel of the art is that the the canvas, the object of the art is the same as the subject of the art, which is yourself, your consciousness. Okay, I was gonna ask, I was gonna go into the process, but now I have another question because when it when I haven't I did weirdly look at it as some sort of metaphysical or extra physical science, but considering it an art form, then does that mean that like the healing part of the of hermetic teachings would would the level of efficacy or like the even if it works or not be dependent on how skilled you could become at the art like does everyone have a different ceiling maybe well the there is no ceiling the the level of transformation is infinite um, okay in terms of the starting point the starting point is physical reality is empirical reality starting point is the three dimensions of of yourself and so it's very much a, a inner transformation the tools the the methods are all within you the forces are all within you um it's all understanding symbolism and how those symbols symbolism relates to the for the forces and the um the the faculties that you have to be able to make these changes so what's being changed is is the subject and the object is yourself your consciousness itself your ability to to go in to purify yourself from the various aspects that are perhaps um hindering your development your emancipation so how do you know that well that's part of the the the, the methodology is that your your conscious filament your 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 inner light is is one of the tools to, to understand what you need to transform. Um, and the, the teachings provide you the forms, the guidelines, how to do that. But in a very symbolic way, it doesn't, it's not like a recipe to bake a cake where you take two ounces of flour and you mix this and that. It's provided in parable. The teachings are provided for the most part in parable, parable, parables and readings. So each time that you read it, um, you're able to glean different interpretations. It's based on a polysemy where um, terms are used in different, have different meanings based on the level of, of, of emancipation or consciousness that the reader has to, to interpret with them. I'm, while you were speaking, I was like, oh, I should take a deep breath. And I took the deep breath and you kept, talking and i was like wait i don't know what's happening am i transforming right now should i stop should this should just be a like this is like a it's just interesting because if you actually listen to what you're saying and apply it at all to yourself it immediately you start you th weird thought forms pop up immediately totally because... so it's antinomial so what does that mean it's not based on your traditional rational exposition of 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 theory and practice it's about 
um, it's, 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 it's the art of transformation. So what is alchemy? Alchemy has been defined as the tra transforming lead into gold. They call it the, the golden game, the great work, the royal art, the Ars Regia. All those indicate uh, a pinnacle, a level of perfection or a level of vertices to, to attain. Um, so, but it doesn't say it in those words. It uses symbolic languages because symbolic languages in and of itself cannot be profaned. So when things become profane, when they become um, brought out to these to the empirical world, then they're they're naturally conditioned by the empirical world. Their effects won't be the same. So what, when the effect is greater, the, the, when I say the effect being the transformation, is when you have a self-illumination, a self-realization. So it's very much a, a gnosis. Gnosis is being a, a, a revelation of an aspect that is of a, let's say, of an altered state of, uh, than what our typical normal senses, uh, five common senses pick up. It's an internal aha moment. And that's the essence or one of the indicators that you're on the right path. It's sort of like what you just had. Sad. You had one of those aha moments where you're, or call it in physical, in psychological language. I think you're a psychologist, if I'm not mistaken. It's cognitive. I, no, no, I'm just in school. I do not have a degree yet. So we'll just, okay. we'll call it. I'm just a crazy person for now. Okay. Join the, join the, get in the line. So it's called <laughs> cognitive dissonance is when you had a moment of cognitive dissonance which is the first step, is that putrefactio, is you're breaking down these mental constructs. So that, that in itself is, is an indicator of the power of these teachings, is to, is to do these sort of like mind freezes or mind distortions, because it, that in itself is potential for you to grow, to, to open up your understanding of things. Let's, that's, let's go straight into the the first part of okay so let's i i won't explain it but i'll go with my we said it was not hermetic alchemy but alchemical hermeticism yes so the transformation process is it says, or from what I'm aware, it's divided into these three parts, but how did it get, like, where is this divided into three parts? Or could you detail the start of this? Sure. Um, okay, so there, there are various, we say alchemical hermeticism. There are various types of alchemy. There's a alchemy that's based on, on, on medicine or, or in laboratory work called spagyrical, where they take various, plants or minerals and and extract their essence they refine it and and that in itself has some properties and the process to arrive at that medicine from taking ordinary substances is a tra inner transformation and the practitioner the laboratorious laboratorial um, practitioner actually records these the various causes in fact and and then internalizes that the the alchemical the the branch that so that's just one aspect of alchemy and there there are other aspects as well um, the the pro the current or the the branch of alchemy that I'm most interested in is in alchemical hermeticism which is the the laboratory is yourself 
the 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 processes, all the the tools and instruments, the Athenor, the the fire, it's all within you. They're not of the common world. You can't buy these. You can't build these. These are within you. So and where, where, so how do you make sense? So where's the starting point? You mentioned about there are three different regimes or three different um, phases of alchemy, the black, the white, and the red, called in Latin, the, the negredo, the albedo, and the rubedo. And um, so th this, the so the teaching, so there's a lineage of, of teachers um, back into the, when alchemy, was that it's probably its greatest height, at least in the Western world, was in the uh, Greco-Egyptian uh, times of Alexandria. And that's when the, the first manuscripts actually started to become circulated. And from the, the, the manuscripts, there's some basic principles and basic um, practices associated with that. So part, part of the part and parcel of these original documents or manuscripts on alchemy was there were three phases a black a white and a red and the so again we're talking about the art of transformation let's just put it in the right context the black is the first stage is to, uh, the, the again whether it's on a physical object or on yourself is the level of disassociation breaking down the conditioning of the of of the um, uh, experimenter or experimenti uh, as a first stage for transformation. You can't transform unless you break down um, an object into its components. So if we're looking at alchemical hermeticism, the, where the, 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 the laboratory, the, the actual experiment is on yourself, then you need to go in, you need to start with yourself and, and understand those components that are preventing you from transforming. And those could be things, psychological things, such as disturbances, such as um, uh, various repressions, traumas. Uh, it could be even hereditary. There's things that you pick up from, from family, from, from, um, uh, from ancestors and so on and so forth. And then from, from a metaphysical perspective, uh, there's even things such as karmic. There are certain innate um, attributes that you have that may be undesirable that hinder you from from going. Some people have a fear of this and a fear of that, or some people are are just have an aversion to to learning in a certain way. They call it ADD, ADH. Those type of things are perhaps karmic impediments. So, in terms of starting with the black phase or the the putrefactio is that you, you, you for tr true transformation, you want to come to terms with those aspects of yourself that are hindering you from transformation. And in, in the psychological version of alchemy, the ones, I guess, pioneered and most famous by Carl Jung, they call it your unconscious or your shadows. So dealing with your shadows, going into yourself, uh, into your consciousness, whether it's the subconscious or even the unconscious level, and to extract um, some of these symbols that uh, co the contents of the unconscious or subconscious and coming to terms with them and, and hopefully having the tools to address them, to correct some of those fears and anxieties and, and in hindrance that you may have. So hope you, feel free to probe as much as you want, but I'd, 
Don't want to lose too many people by going into details. But that, in the essence, is my understanding of the practice of, of starting off uh, in the black phase, in the negretto, is to deal with those elements that you that the the object of the transformation needs to be broken down, needs to be addressed, needs to be balanced in order to have the right platform to be able to make a, a lasting and significant change. I guess from your, from the perspective of a writer, I I understand or how you're explaining it. I guess is very like it's, it's explained as a process. Is there is there any emotional state associated with this as well, or is it just like can you be very happy during this process? Whilst yeah, great question. Yeah, so the. Uh, hermeticism takes the individual. So if we're talking, again, my references from now on will be mostly on alchemical hermeticism and not okay. on spagyric or psychological. So the her al alchemical hermeticism takes the, the individual, takes man as being primarily composed of, of four elements. There's the, the physical element, the, the skin and bones. There's the emotional element of the nervous system. Uh, there's the intellectual element of the mind, and then there's this something called the solar, which is almost like your divine aspect, which is your innate person uh, that you you are meant to be. It's almost like your archetype, if you want to if you want to use those terms. So um, alchemy is a sublimation of each of those elements to its source, to that higher self, to that solar self, uh, is to find it and to integrate with that. So we typically start off by the 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 two the, the two key practices, day-to-day um, -day practices of alchemy is solve et coagula, which are Latin words for is you solve or you you break down the solution, and coagula is you put together. So you take apart and you put together. So you start off with the physical self. So it could be things such as your diet, such as your health such as your sleeping re regimen, such as your behavior, all those things associated with our physical aspects you need to work on or else everything that's higher above that, your, your lunar, your mercury or your solar will not, be will not be changed because you have that weighted hindrance of the physical. Once you're able to purify your physical to a level, you go to the next sub sublimated element of your being, which is that that stage, which is partial, it's almost like mercury itself. It's like a liquid solid, which is we associate with your emotions, with the heart center. Um, and, and that's where a lot of our fears, a lot of our anxieties reside in that emotional state. So you work on breaking down those, those fears, those lunar or those um, uh, elements associated with your humors. And then you sublimate that to your intellect. And that releases a lot of energy that you're that those who are advanced in a practice are able to ele elevate and integrate to your higher selves. And then you do the same thing at the um, at the the intellect, and then at that solar level when you're able to understand the archetypes of who you really are and and that innate vocation as as a, as an entity, as an animated entity, 
it's it's much more subliminal and sublime the amount of the the work the solve et coagula that's that's associated with that. So hopefully that addresses your your question. Do, does the does the uh, emotional aspect get uh, in, involved in transformation? It, it does very much, but at a, at a gr graded level, at a gradual level. Yes, there, there are I, dependencies that need to be addressed prior to working on the say the the emotions and on the and on the uh, the mind. But you you can do so. Th there are there are two different um, uh, uh, types of of alchemy. There's ars brevis, the 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 fast uh, practice where you actually start from the top instead of starting at the bottom. Start from the top. And that's much more of a what they call the left path. That's much more of a like a, a cardiac type of. I um, need to know. I'm sorry, you're gonna have to go more into that one because okay, it sounds. Uh, sounds I was crazy. hoping you wouldn't go into that. It's it not sounds... an area that I'm familiar with. My path is the the hours longest, the the the, the long path where you sublim you start from your physical self and you sublimate. I gu I guess the reason that I'm asking you specifically because I guess a lot of my a lot of the other people we talk to they either write about the left hand path or recreationally or whatever the right adjective is to describe their participation in certain yeah things. I mean there's a lot of like pseudo occultist tantric left hand path stuff that I'd rather which is a, honestly a lot. Okay, I don't want to sound deprecating. Uh, it's it's not part of traditional hermeticism. So there's a lot of stuff like associated with say like Crowley and that type of thing. It's 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 more in the sensationalist uh, vein of things. But um, so th there are alchemists. Um, um, it's very much in the Middle East. Uh, in 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 Arabic and Muslim countries that um, follow a traditional path and they would follow either the, 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 the slow path or the quick path. And the quick path is mu very much starting from your archetype and working and condensing that energy down to your mental, your emotional, and then your physical self, your historical self as well. So, so if, if someone was, I guess, that path seems to somehow, and I'm not saying that like alchemy is everywhere, but it seems like a lot of people are picking and choosing certain things, certain processes. And then the left-hand path is presented to, I wouldn't say just young people, but a lot of people. Well, yeah, it's it's not so much that either. My My take on this, that the, the true left-hand path is a dangerous path. Few make it and many are victims because of the, the shock to the system and, and the forces that are unleashed at that level that most individuals don't have the capacity to undertake it. So they go crazy or they go, they, they, they end up in living in illusions and in, uh, in, in a very much a, in a demented state because they're not able to process what's real and what's what's fantasy. So, um, so a lot of this that and that makes for great type. We know that makes for great reading material. So it gets a lot of attention. But uh, in reality, 
the 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 number of left hand true left hand practitioners of alchemy versus the right hand is very few um just because because of mentioned and and probably those who are most successful have a predisposition towards it maybe they're of an avataric nature that it's a calling it's a vocation that um, they're picking up from where they left off no i i think that's i'm so glad you said that because it's like it's literally like we're standing on the side of the road and i don't often warn people off any path but specifically as someone who may have delved into those like elements of things myself about empowering the self or becoming some type of something that isn't exactly a, a human man with a beard and whose throat is kind of dry right now. I just think it's important for them to be warned off the path by you, someone who is who is deep in the subject. And yeah, it's I mean, not I'm, not, I, I'm like you. I don't, I don't moralize on... I, usually it doesn't take long to to understand to what level some an individual who's coming i mean someone who's doing alchemy and medicism doesn't advertise because it's it is hermetic hermetic means it's close to the external so somebody who opens external is not hermetic i mean you could be an avatar right now and far as i far as i know i'm fine with that okay okay, wait this is uh, we'll move on to the next phase, the whitening phase, in just one more second. I just have, so when you, since the nature of hermeticism is not necessarily like, I don't, adjectives are problematic, but let's say it wasn't like public. It wasn't created as some for, sort of public thing that's like uh, mainstream for mainstream consumption. Today, I'm until this moment, until you said it, I never thought of it but you don't really advertise yourself as a we won't say teacher but whatever the word is for someone who passes on information or the knowledge they've gained there's no indication that you even work with hermeticism from your social media or any kind of internet presence but then when i speak to you it's clear clear that your mind is nowhere else but there steeped in hermeticism but then so is that intentional on your part? Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that characterization. Um, is it intentional? Certainly it's intentional. Uh, is there anything behind it? I don't think there's anything behind it. I think um, when we, in different contexts, we put on different hats and so forth. Again, true hermeticism is in fact that it's hermetic. It's it's close to the outside. And when I'm uh, um, talking of my books or my of my of my um, uh, of the material I've studied, my research, then then I'm speaking from that sense. So I'm right now I'm trying to utilize a very rational approach because I think that's the only way most most of your audience will understand that. I'm not using very cryptic and symbolic language. So I'm not speaking as a hermeticist or, or anything like that, alchemist or whatever. I'm just trying to be a a just a communicator of of these very cryptic and symbolic and um very rarefied theorems and doctrines and practices yes and and i wouldn't i'm glad that you also said that you don't want to sound like you were detracting from anyone earlier or saying anything about anyone so 
I just, I guess that was my way of appreciating that there is, that you're not doing any of that, the additional, you're not adding cryptum and like a mystery to what is already oh, cryptum yeah. and mysterious. Because I am, feel am like- Am I speaking from my own experience or am I just speaking from having read a, a, a large quantity of books? I'll leave that to the erudite- listener and observer to make come to a conclusion but your point is valid the the line between what's um experience and what has been learned from some from external sources uh is is very difficult to discern in many ways it becomes one and the same anyways yeah uh, but it's it's good that you said it's difficult to discern because for me through the podcast even i've met a lot of my teachers or people I literally had on pedestals that were so high that I couldn't even, I don't even know where they were reaching up to. But from talking, but I've realized that there's a specific way of speaking, even that certain people who, let's say someone reads the Emerald Tablets or a translation of them. After a few months, they're like, wait a minute, I can change the way I speak a little bit and become some kind of like, um, and a chatbot replica of Thoth in modern time. And they start posting on Instagram as though they are inspirited by like Hermes himself, which is possible. I'm not saying it's not. Yeah. But I'm saying that there it's bizarre to watch people uh, repackage like the Corpus Her Hermeticum or the Emerald Tablets as like Instagram posts. And then I'm it's confusing. Then you just made it clearer yeah. to me that I need to be a little more discerning. Like while I'm reading that, even my brain is like, what it's, is in, in my experience, either it's even more confusing. And I totally agree what you just said, where, you know, those, those who come across as some sort of authority actually start to almost prostitute themselves in terms coming up with like bogus titles and, and having an air of, of you know je ne sais quoi to them that's one thing the where it gets even more um baffling or enigmatic is when you come across people who are um have a certain uh authority and they've been practicing certain rituals whatever for for decades and on the outside they are just like a mass but their teachings or intuitions or inspirations are of a level that you can't get anywhere else. So there's almost like a split, multiple personalities going on <laughs> where their containing of their human self isn't enough from this one spiritual side with their everyday empirical human side. So you get aspects of bullshit, you get aspects yes. of con arts, but you also get aspects of some really special yes yeah and and that's like really i've had that and sort of like <laughs> puts a smile on my face but that's part um that that in itself is material for their medicines and to, to, to be able to filter so again it's solve it and coagula so when we talk about these three phases the black the white and the and red they are in itself just concepts they're not reality in the self in the sense that it's not like you get you know you go three six years in the black phase and then you get you know a, a, 
a, a white belt and, and you'd be going to white. It's not like that. Every time that you aspire, every time you ardor to emancipate, you're, you're releasing energy. And that energy is of a condensed nature. That energy is, is part of that black of that, of that soot, of, of, the, of the residual that you're cutting out. And that self envelopes your, your consciousness and, and even projects outward. So every time that you're doing internal work, you are releasing some of this dark energy and that you need to be able to come to terms with not only yourself but with other people as well to be able to to sift through the the light versus you know the the fog versus the pollution versus the conditioning that that we all have i'm i'm not going to say anything i'm just going to let you go into the whitening phase because this has been i feel like this is it's like my brain is also skipping the things that it usually does to avoid getting more information. And we've only talked one time, but I can tell that like I'm skipping it all. So the whitening phase that comes, how do you know when the blackening is over? Well, there, there again, so let's, let's always fo focus back in terms of what we're doing here. So we're, we're using ourselves as a laboratory for change. So we are both the instrument of change, the consciousness and the effect of change, which is the whole person. So the effect of change is when you go do these inner works, it's typically, and, and I've had those experiences that your um, envelope, your, there, there are certain uh, uh, ramifications, results, affections that occur in terms of of, the, of that blackness manifesting as I'm using black again as a as a traditional symbol for it and not referencing to a value to black, white, and red. To me, those are those are insignificant. So there there there, there are manifestations of this of these of the black phase. It could be disturbances, it could be bad dreams, it could be even misfortunes in your life. Um, so how do you, how do you know when you've entered the white phase is when that, when the shift, when the, the, the shift turns, when there's less of these negative things manifesting and more things that are, that, that build a foundation, uh, the more things that are stabilizing, more things that you've come to terms with, both inside so, you and outside of you. So in a, in a practical like 2023 sense let's would um um and this is if it's completely wrong please say so would something like someone not taking care someone not brushing their teeth a lot and then someone brushing their teeth a lot is yeah. that the type of difference i mean that's a pretty banal example but it certainly yeah but things such as and you get these with so-called masters as that, you know, you, you, you think they're in a pet, you put them on a pedestal and then they actually get cancer. And that in itself is not judgmental. It's not, well, this shows he was phony. It shows that his cycle. So when, I think we mentioned in the beginning, uh, probably one of the first sentences came out of the mouth of my mouth is a transformation is eternal. So what that means is that there's not one big bang. There are multiple iterations of, of, of transformations. 
of, of ascending into maybe this archetypal self that you're meant to be. Uh, so if those so-called masters, and they could be masters, get cancer and they end their physical life ends short, then it's for a reason. And, and that's a manifestation of, of, the, of that black phase actually probably interrupting their white or red phase. So that's what I want to say is that if try not to see it so in a rational terms as these very specific categories, okay. it's all intersected, these three phases. There are aspects of, of brilliance, of genius that we all have. We may not be attuned to it, but they're, you know, they're all aspects of, of purity that we have as well. So when you ask, well, how do you know you've you've gone, you've trans, you've migrated from the black to the white? Is that when, when the majority of your experiences, your manifestations, your reception of energy indicate that you're more at a stable, at a purified level than you were before? Could be things such as your job, as your profession, those type of things that where you at in your life uh, are as a starting point. And whatever and, manifests after doing this work um, is an indicator symbols for you to interpret it in terms of how this progress or not, because we also can devolve, as we talked about earlier, especially those who are trying the left-hand path, there are probably greater cases, not probably, there are greater cases of those actually devolving into a subhuman types, deceivers, con artists, um, you know, all these kind of, the, the worst aspects of human beings uh, sometimes manifest in those who um, the practicing the the royal art and and actually aren't, aren't emancipating but devolving in their in their transformations. And is this and obviously me asking is this I'm we would have to assume that there's a larger system at play. If let's say someone is like someone's going with the assumption that these systems and these methods work on you, then is it is it interactive with which stage of their transformation or life other people are at? So let's say you've just gone through like a 10 year um, blackening phase and you finally start to figure things out. But then you make the decision to surround yourself with the people who maybe you have friends who are in their blackening phase can that yeah, affect I, I mean i don't not sure if i totally understand what you're getting at but and this goes back so the the whole law of attraction that's more uh, associated with your lunar or your emotional self that aura that electromagnetic field that you project both consciously and subconsciously so when you're able to uh, refine the the course elements of of your of yourselves your shadows and all that then your that electric magnetic field shines in a different way and that has consequences could be like you say bringing in friends and 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 lovers or whatever of a different ilk than what you had in the past but it also could manifest in in other ways as well there's so energy is interactive it's not confined to our three-dimensional body. So whatever you put out, you get back in. Okay. So the so let's say someone is like toying with these processes. It would be important while you've mentioned that we are the lab and experimenting on ourselves. We have to be aware of who else is interacting with the lab or occasionally mixing things in there or 
Definitely so, because you can pick up other people's impurities. So just like with a psychologist, the law of transference between the patient and the and the practitioner, it's the same thing with their medicines, is that because we're exposing when we are going inside ourselves and we're doing this inner work, we're actually creating a vulnerability, creating cracks. And um, we are much more susceptible to some of these psychic uh, influences, so to speak, um, vampire, very normal, as frequent cases of vampire or ener stealing energy from you, from those who are dependent. So one needs as a hermeticist, um, as a as an initiate, uh, and and uh, definitely as an adept, to be aware of these uh, interactions with people and the energies that they bring, and not only in the individual but in a collective sense. So there are certain crowds or groups that you don't want to interact with because of the, the to, to use a, a term from, from the medical world, and infections to be able, because the, they are real. It's like when you go into a room and, and you feel like something's happened, that's all energy that's been released. You know, that maybe there's like an argument, you go in the house or something and you know you weren't witness to it, you know there's something going on. That's all, for hermeticists, those are real forces that you need to be cognizant of. I have another question, but I feel like since we're on staying on track for a second, let's say you're in, so we described the black stage of um, this transformation. transformation. Now we're in, let the person's in the whitening and things are clearing up. Yeah. The next stage is referred to as the reddening. And I feel like this is also associated with the philosopher's stone, but I don't really, besides oh, Harry you're Potter. Right on. You're right on. Yeah. So one of the other key aspects we have mentioned with the white phase is the integration. So the white phase is sort of like you've dealt with, with most of your, um, with, with, with most of your, your, your negative aspects, your your karmic, your your behavioral, your attitudinal, all those things that you you work on, and you're you're left with a purified self, so a self that's minus the the things that you've addressed. That needs to be integrated. Uh, so what that means integrated is that's the sort of the stepping stone to the red. So we talked about earlier that archetypal self. And that listening to that voice, that light within you, and letting ha that have control over you. So integrating all those elements of your white self, of your purified self, into a higher self, which is a non-historical or what we don't refer to with our, it's not Dave or it's not Hyder, it's it's this eternal being or this eternal self, this free, this innate self, this voice that we want to create that has wings. They call it the ibis from the Egyptian bird because it flies, has the ability to fly. It sees things from a panorama that you can't see on your, on your with your two feet on the earth. So it has a bird's eye view. It sees farther and, and, and deeper in its, in its aspects. And it's able to, to, um, to uh, integrate all these energies to that higher self. So rather than having your various aspects of yourself being siphoned off maybe with relationships, with, with work and this kind of stuff, your, all that energy of yourself, your personality 
it starts from your higher self, your, this inner light within you that doesn't have a, a name or a, a physical component to it, but it's, it's there in terms of its presence. And that needs to be fixed. Fixed means that that becomes the stone, the philosopher's stone. And the all energy that flows in and out comes from that, that source of energy. And that's why they anal analogize it with each one has a star. Each one is unique. So it's almost like a prime number. can't be divided. It can't be made into composites. It's there on of its own in the whole infinite numeral system. That's your philosopher's stone. That's your reddening stage. And you're able to come to that level of consciousness of awareness uh, of affirmation. I'm I'm taking it all in and it's was, hard to it's hard to yeah it's swallow all at once. It's, yeah. It's interesting because again and not throwing anyone under the bus using names, but my exposure to hermeticism and alchemy has always been through people who have like let's say their books are trending in Amazon spirituality or they're doing a 300 person seminar and I happen to be 298 out of 300. And I just slowly, I've realized that there, there's something very, I guess this leads me to my next question, which is all of this, let's say someone follows everything you say, let's skip like five years down the road. And this person is feeling very good. And they're like, oh, hey, uh, Dave, I listened to your podcast, read a book, uh, this really helped. But then they ask you, what is this? Like, I feel fine now. My job is good. My family is good. I'm going to retire when I'm this age. Everything's set up and is fine. But why, I guess, do you, because hermeticism ties in a lot with why we're here outside of the teaching there's a element to it being a doctrine of existence like there that humanity yeah. may be here nice. for something else nicely put yeah so how if you had to like and i wouldn't say you have to like sometimes i try to get people to say something crazy like we're aliens or something bizarre but this time i'm just asking if you had to explain to someone what you think life is kind of about of if there's like a a purpose beyond them achieving biological success through reproduction or monetary success? <laughs> is there something that is beyond that for them, in your opinion? Uh, sure. I mean, it's life is life is whatever the whatever you 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 value, whatever you want it to be um so for so depending where people are in their state of evolution or their state of where they want to be they may want to be at a level of almost like a rock you know and and that's cool and and again i don't put any judgment on that in terms of myself how i see this this art and this practice the purpose is that it uh, it is a quick way a quicker way to lead to emancipation and evolution is to, to be able to see things uh, and to understand things, to be yourself, not from a physical or, or, or personal level or a, 
human level, something that's deeper, that is not dependent on the physical, the person or, or the human. It's something that is that transcends that. So it's a it's very much a path that leads to transcendence. And as I mentioned, it's not it's not a one, it's not a one shot at the, at the it's not a one kick at the can. It's 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 a it, I mean, we can go in this, and and this is a book I'm working on. But um, the, the, there are, there are aspects in terms of you look at the long game uh, that if you try to understand who you are and what this light that's within us called consciousness or or whatever you want to call that that energetic component of ourselves, because if you take away the energy, we're just a bunch of, of of inanimate objects like 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 other inanimate objects so there's something that inside us that lights us that that energizes us there's a filament there's a vitality and that's what i'm interested in, in understanding and in making sense and um so the long game is about how that this this energy because energy doesn't begin and end energy is a continuum how that could potentially um, continue, how that understanding of that specific uniqueness of energy uh, is able to perpetuate itself, not confined to the physical self. So does that make sense? Yes, and it makes me want to ask, when, when you were 10 years old, did you, did anything that you can think of now like indicate that this is what you'd be talking about now and that we would did you have this inclination like early on in your life towards like seeking or uh um not in the specific detail not not obviously not in the specific detail in terms of being aware i mean i still have memories of you know when i was like two years old um, so the, the, the point I'm trying to make is in terms of consciousness, this, this self-awareness that I was aware of the, the dressing in terms of the terminology. And that's something that comes later on that probably came in my teens. Yes. So a few, a few years after the 10, but in terms of, I think as a kid, uh, as for myself anyways, you're aware of things that are more than just what you see, but you're just not able to articulate. You don't have the vocabulary, um, but you have the inkling that there's more than what the eye can see. There's more than what the five senses can process out there. And there's an interest or there's a curiosity. Uh, there's a journey associated with that in interest and curiosity. Um, that's why it, in, in terms of the language and that mythology is perhaps a better form to explain this than in philosophical or rational terms, because in mythology, you have a hero you, who goes through ordeals and, and challenges that really take them to the brink of their existence, to be or not to be. And, um, the, and mythology uses words and terms that are polysemic, which means they're it has different levels of interpretation and significance and meanings based on your ability to understand where you are to understand that. So that hopefully answers your question. At 10 years old, I definitely was 
awed by the whole magnificence of this of this existence of this life not having the not having the tools to be able to 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 make sense of it to to massage it but there's an inkling there's a there's an inner sense there's there's an intuition that there's more to it than 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 what i've been able to to understand and i i think that's i 10 years old is a good place for people who are listening if they're wondering if they have to be on this path forever or if it was always like this if you are reading the the emerald tablets when you were 10 or i don't know it, but yeah i probably read the emerald tablet when i was 20 or 19 or something like that but it, it it's not so much about it's not like having a book and and you know preaching this the book says this it's not that at all the it, the the teachings Again, this is as we go back to where we started. It's about lighting up your own filament and coming to terms with it. And then a lot of times you find the terms that you have to, to articulate what you've experienced are what they has been used in this in this body of knowledge called Hermeticism, um, such as the monad. The monad is is so we have this conscious being, but there's also the conscious being is is attached to a monad, which is the unconscious. So when you combine the conscious with the unconscious, you have a dyad. So actually the one gives birth to the two and the two to the three, the triad, which is ourselves in, the, in this physical element of, of, of body, mind, and soul. So it, it all kind of makes sense. And so what, what's the importance of the monad? So when my conscious self departs, just like when it does when I sleep at night, my belief is that it doesn't just the energy just doesn't disperse into the universe of energy that it actually still because of the work is able to con stay concentrated then the germ the, the kernel and then through the right times and precipitation it will light up again and through during various these practices such as the art of memory able to recall innate aspects of who i am from a previous incarnation or from a previous level of, uh, or state of consciousness. So that's how these teachings can help me. Not as I'm able to spout it off, you know, in book, book in the fifth, in the third book of, you know, Sclepius said this, that's to me, part of the showmanship that you referred to earlier, less interested in that than in, having a guidebook that when I have these experiences to be able to make sense of. And sometimes it doesn't make sense and that's fine because everything doesn't have to be clean and tidy in my in my house. I I think it's great the last thing you said kind of in, in a good way like destroyed my mind but you said it without any of the buzzwords that people uh, use with those subjects and at first I wasn't sure what you were saying because you avoided saying anything about a former form of your consciousness or something you you were very careful and I think that that's I I think it's it's interesting that you mentioned it like that and we'll leave it at that because it's there where it is and I guess this practice does give us access to 
I guess I don't even know what to call them because I guess it's popular now to call them extra, you know, psychical research, I guess that's what it's called now. It's an yeah, old team, but it's getting popular again. Yeah, I, I think I just provide you an example that goes beyond the psyche when I introduce the monad. And that refers back to the discussion on the reddening where we we integrate with that archetypal self. That archetypal self has both a light component, white and white light and, and black light. Black light is the monad. So that's beyond the psyche. That is, so if we're able to integrate everything back into that into that archetype, which is called the Newman, then that when that light, the white self, our, our consciousness goes to sleep in our passing, it doesn't disperse. It actually, like an egg, hatches and comes back at, at a propitious time to be able to continue our evolutionary work that that hopefully uh, some of us, if not all of us, are, are on. And when just, again, because my understanding of the monad is from like, I guess, Gnosticism, maybe like that's like one well, Greek, Greek Neoplatonism. Yes, there, that. Uh, would would you say that if someone was looking for like, a, so like, what is this thing? Would you say that it's like, is it, I'm, is it like closer to a hive mind type of concept? No. So or is it if, like, a, like, have you, ever, have you ever done any form of meditation? Yes. Okay, like, so you know when you do meditation, the first thing you do is you close your you 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 can close your eyes you're in a sitting position or lying down, and you're shutting yourself out from the external world. You're you're reversing the flow of energy. Our energy right now is flowing outwards from the inside out through my senses, particularly through the eyes. When you do meditation, reversing that flow of energy, you want to you want to. Part of the med meditation is you clear your mind, you clear your emotional state, you relax the physical body. So what's that light within you can come to fore. The That light, that irreducible aspect of yourself is the Newman. So if you're able to, when you close your eyes, shut off your physical self, don't see it, close, close off all your senses, you don't hear anything, you're left with a, a, your consciousness. That's the only thing you can experience. When you that irreducible aspect of yourself is, is that consciousness light. And that's half of the monad. When that expires, the, the teaching saying is that that white light transitions to full black light. So just like when you sleep, you don't die, but you're not fully conscious unless you you dream, but there are various levels of, of sleeping state. And then that kernel, that monad of black light, which is still the essence, that germ of, of, of your being, precipitates at a given time for another incarnation, for another expansion of consciousness. Okay, so, so this all into the plethora of, of universal light or consciousness, it stays intact. And it just in this uh, concept, concept is the is the universal consciousness um, 
is it sentient in any way or is it simply like a reservoir of energy where things just keep cycling yeah. it's, it's it coexists so it's not like your 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 soul if you want that's another language another term for the newman is, is in its own little world it's actually coexists with other souls to make up the greater soul so it's consubstantial with other souls with other um uh, with the greater spirit as a whole but and uh, that's not for everyone some souls actually dissolve so that's the difference is that in hermeticism at that higher and we're we're talking at the adept level so you typically don't find this in books and so forth because very few people have experienced it and i'm say, suggesting that i i've experienced it but just trying to pass on my understanding of 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 the rubedo is that um not all souls uh reincarnate or or re reignite some dissolve and become absorbed in the greater spiritual light uh, only a few through the practices are able to keep intact that their center of being is at that newman level it's not at a lower level which over time once the physical self passes that it it dissolves because it doesn't have the nucleus doesn't have the consistency in the 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 the, the strength of binding to bind the components of that of the soul so that's why not everyone there's no like universal reincarnation it's it's there you know it's it's not like that that some some there, you know, and there are there are examples in, in traditions um, in Tibetan Buddhism and in various aspects of of uh, uh, Indian or Hindu uh, spirituality where there are certain ways to determine whether a being has been reincarnated or an avatar has has um, you know made its presence is 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 come into another existence. And that's beyond the scope of this discussion. I just want to say it's not just theory. There are also examples. And um, yeah, that's part of the, the interesting aspect of it, that the evolution is, is eternal. It's not just a you know one-shot type of deal. It can be for some, but for others, it's, it's, it's a journey. There's a, there's a progress. There's a, there are other adventures to experience. And so we, I'll um, have a link to your last book in the description and stuff. And people are probably we've they've yes, we have the Hermetic Physician and the Magic Door. What is the yeah. Magic Door? Well, that was my first book. This is the it was translated in German, Die Magis Fort, um, and it it talks quite 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 extensively on uh, alchemical hermeticism the okay. the hermetic physician is more about the medical aspect uh, the ars medica of hermeticism so we talked at the beginning but there are various branches so one of them is is about healing um and and therapeutics this is this book here is definitely about this the magic door is much more about uh, an overview of alchemical hermeticism um in its various aspects and from a historical perspective as well so the the reason of course like i want people to know i like 
chronicling people's stories. So we've gone over like some like hermeticism and stuff like that. But I guess if someone is wondering what what another manifestation of humanity that is like so steeped in these teachings, like what 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 does the rest of your day kind of look like for like someone who's wondering like like are you going to go meditate for seven hours on a mountain are you doing a cold plunge like they're good or do you eat are you going are you fasting do you know what i mean is there yeah uh i think i do all those i do yoga as well i do meditation fasting um again trying to the the solve the the purify in in the four levels of being so um so, but the physical the mental the emotional and the spiritual aspect i guess what i'm I've also got I'm a wondering. new book coming out with inner traditions called alchemical hermeticism which will be out in 2024 <laughs> so i think you mentioned what has changed since the last time we talked so that manuscript was completed and it's with the editors and we're working on on getting that um that book that new book alchemical hermeticism which is a bit of a scoop out uh, next year and then i'm just finishing off another manuscript with the working title called the hermetic book of the dead which has some interesting uh, topics and subjects some of it which we've we've touched on today okay i'm i'm still gonna and i'm not trying to annoy you but i'm just asking the what is what would you say is the most human or most 2023 thing that you're going to do the rest of your day? Are you going to eat a bag of potato chips? Do you watch Netflix? Do yeah, you I, don't, I usually don't watch television. Um, this so is what I'm, I'm getting this, I'm going to go make some supper, and then I'm going to go um, to a farmer's market, and then I've got some family members I'm trying to help in their healing. Um, so, so, so when, so the, no, that's perfect. So if if someone was wondering, like, oh, like Dave said purification a lot, like it sounds scary, it sounds hard. So when when you said that you don't watch a lot of television, let's say the majority of someone's time is spent watching television. It's good to hear that, like, I'm not saying that you're living what you're preaching because that's too specific. Oh, and I said don't fall. I never say follow what i do yeah i just i just mean that it's important to know i feel like if you said like you're going to a rave people would be like whoa i guess dave's going well, to yeah, a rave. I've, I've gone to raves i have nothing against <laughs> going to raves and nothing against watching netflix if there's something of interest but the, um no yeah, that's kind of, i mean obviously I've, I've got a human aspect i mean and you don't deny you don't you don't repress that it's it's all but you 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 create a bigger more encompassing um dimension of yourself so you don't take it's not so much taking away of anything it's it's making choices and expanding that continuum of who you are and and adding more value to it no i i think it's great that you said that i'm I'm not saying that I wanted you to deny watching Netflix, but I'm glad that you said that if some because there's a huge part of this like at least modern 
whatever it is this oh yeah oh yeah I'm not, renaissance antiquated yeah i mean i went we saw went to went to see a movie on friday or saturday so you know to the cinema and stuff like that was it good it was okay it was a uh, haunting in venice that uh detective uh movie it's I, a little bit too hollywood for me but i would give it seven and a half out of ten i we just did a movie review this is a completely different podcast now we have a spinoff waiting to happen whenever you're oh, ready. Yeah? Okay. We'll just, we'll just review movies. Invite, I'd be, I would love to have an invitation to that as well. <laughs> Let's do that. I'm, I'm glad we, it'll just be a nice juxtaposition to the, the deep hermeticism and then we can review minions. Yeah. Again, hermeticism, if it's true, it's within you. Those who, who, who use it as as uh, advertise those who externalize it are profaning it as far as i'm concerned the 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 energy that quicksilver behind it is is dull so i mean the reason why i'm talking about because you're asking me these questions but believe me i'm not i'm not the boring guy at the party who says you interested in hermeticism <laughs> uh, my, like, my family members don't know that or, or close close associates. If they ask me about it, I would tell them about it. But it's it's beyond the scope or purview of most people, and I get that. Right. I so, don't know why that may. But when you come across people and they and uh, like I I've, I've just met a free fiance a friend's fiance on Saturday. She's from Brazil, and she says, "Oh, she's you know she's studying alchemy." And we had a nice conversation. So it's it's again, it's it's very much something you do inside of you for it to to be legit. If if you use it as a calling card to as 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 something to identify, I'm Dave the Hermeticic, I'm the Hermetic Magus or something. <laughs> you know. That's just that should totally be your Instagram, Dave the the Magus. Or yeah. <laughs> But uh, hermetic, this, yeah, yeah her, just hermetic Dave. That's there, her. there we we'll work on that. We'll we'll start printing the shirts. We'll yeah, stay. exactly. Uh, thank you. This was great, and I feel like at this, I think that your energy definitely is at this again. I'm not trying to discredit anyone else, but as I've had hermeticism almost pushed heavily on me because I kind of am I've always after my more egotistical phase in life I was I'm kind of afraid of self-empowerment or even self-discovery I was at this one point where hermeticism was being pushed on me by people yeah. who well you said it yourself you don't preach hermeticism so whoever's preaching it to me you know that I didn't know that that was a red flag but I guess I encountered it as this, like they were all left-handists who wanted me to just like, be... and the crazy thing is some of them are like mainstream meditation teachers who are like icons in the industry right now. But I've had to like yeah. meeting you has been a, has been great for me because it's very, it's almost sobering, I guess. I was maybe yeah. drunk on hermeticism before and now I'm like, I well, know one sentence yeah. maybe. I mean, maybe this is a good part a good portion to end it on is that 
as to advise the 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 viewers that the, there's some of the the in my experience 30 40 years in this practice as some of those telltale signs or indicators to watch out for is there energy you, you can be in someone's present and if you feel a lightning then that's usually a good sign if you see shining inner light from their eyes that's a good sign if you see them talking from experience and not just you know, uh, quoting other other people and other books and other personalities and so forth. That's those are good signs. Um, ultimately, though, is to try not to fall in love with any teacher or, or any any guide or anything like that. Um, it's not it's not the purpose. Is to create dependencies. You always want to be cognizant of the energy you're receiving and your and your and your giving out. And dependency is not a good energy. Uh, certainly, when you feel exalted, just like you, when you feel warm, you 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 know you 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 make changes. If you feel good energy, you say it and so forth. But if you're if you feel uncomfortable in someone's presence, part of the hermetic practice is you build that um, that level of intuition, that inner intuition. So not the conditioned intuition. Oh, so and so says it's this, so it must be bad. But what that sign. From, from inside of you, from that soul, from that Newman. Work on that. And, um, you know, let facts speak for themselves. Sometimes you can be wrong. You know, first impressions do sometimes um, aren't accurate, but I find most of the time they are. You know, a, a good percentage of the time they are. And people change. So people become, go through phases. Like I said, when, when you go through inside yourself, you release negative energy and sometimes that negative energy is just temporal it's part of the growing pains the evolution or sometimes it could be a trend for um people going down the wrong path in life you know fools fools what fools walk in where angels feel the tread i'm i'm so thankful for this episode i'm gonna enjoy your day um don't don't transcend too much please just stay <laughs> just stay on earth just i because apparently and we'll talk about this next time apparently they're uaps and ufos and and according yeah. to the american government yeah so yeah so interesting to find out more from that yeah let's see what we'll see what happens we'll see how much hermeticism they the uaps know maybe that's their propulsion system who knows <laughs> all right I'm gonna press, yeah thanks I'm gonna press stop recording thank you again this was awesome this was a joy yes thank you so much okay i